How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Wednesday, August the 18th. My friends, thank you so much for your patience while I was on vacation these last two days. Uh, I really did my best to get a new show going, but it was all for naught. Nonetheless, let's jump into today's show. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is the business behind video games. The first story here comes from People Can Fly, who are the developers behind Outriders, recently released Looter Shooter. And this was a game that was published by Square Enix. Now, People Can Fly is a public company. They're on the stock market, so they have shareholders to report to. And in a recent investor call, they basically revealed that they still have not been paid for Outriders, despite, you know, being the developers of the game. And this is super interesting because the agreement is that they weren't going to be paid royalties until Square Enix broke even with the game. They were the ones who funded it, so they want to get their money back first. So what this probably means is that according to Square Enix, Outriders did not break even after the first quarter of sales. Another reason why this is so interesting is because ever since the game came out, Square Enix has only been talking about how successful it was. The game got 3.5 million players in the first month. They had this great deal with the Xbox Game Pass, and said that player numbers were above expectations. They even claimed that Outriders was on track to become the company's next major franchise, and yet they still haven't paid the developers. I'm not saying that this is any kind of injustice, I'm, I just think it's very interesting how the dynamics are at play there. Because you can contrast this with a recent indie game that released called Death Trash, this is a post-apocalyptic, classic CRPG. And within two weeks in early access, this game entirely recouped its development costs. You know, the game was in development for five years, and they're still doing fine. So it's really interesting how, you know, there can be this really huge game that has major success and has millions and millions of players, but still doesn't break even. Meanwhile, you have this indie team that is very small, finding a, a smaller but passionate community and actually making it work out, so. Anyway, I just thought the timing of those two stories were intriguing. Fortnite is going to be adding a new game mode called Imposters. And as you might be able to guess, Fortnite Imposters is pretty much just the same concept as Among Us. You drop ten people into a game, eight of them are good guys, two of them are fake good guys, they're actually bad guys. Everybody is trying to do tasks for the collective good, while the two imposters are trying to sabotage those tasks and kill the other players. Apparently, Call of Duty also did a very similar thing recently for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, called Double Agent. Now, I will be curious to see the success of these game modes relative to something like Among Us, because there's definitely something about the allure of, you know, the art style and, and just the general approach that Among Us has taken that I don't know how many crossover kind of audiences there are going to be, However, obviously Among Us is doing something right when these major, major franchises are trying to copy them, essentially. I also find it interesting how Fortnite Battle Royale was its own separate game mode that ended up being so popular that it became the main game, but here they are introducing yet another totally different concept. And you could 100% see this game mode becoming a huge thing as well. In the end, only time will tell, of course. Hey, if you're somebody who is interested in 4X strategy games like Civilization, then I'm going to encourage you to keep your eye on a game called Humankind. Humankind is developed by Amplitude Studios, who previously made games like Endless Legend and Endless Space, both were also 4X strategy games. 
And what I'm reading from reviews here is that humankind is kind of inevitably going to be compared with civilization because there's a lot of similarities. And the way that they change up that formula is going to depend whether or not you like or dislike it. Here's a really nice review from GamesRadar, quote, Humankind is, without hyperbole, one of the nicest 4X games to actually play. Every pain point traditional to the genre has been massaged away, and in its place is something somehow both player-led sandbox and competitive strategy. End quote. And then from IGN, a little bit more average, quote, I don't dislike humankind, far from it. But as the sun sets on my attractive empire, I'm not that impressed with it either. For now, it's an intriguing, though not always excelling, offshoot of a time-tested formula. End quote. So there you go. Once again, that's Humankind. It is already released on Steam. Feel free to check it out. And folks, that's all the time I got today. Thank you so much for being here. Greatly appreciated. Also want to thank DC for leaving me a five-star review. Helps out a lot. And I will be back with the news tomorrow, since I'm no longer on vacation. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Oh, it felt good to say that. It's been a while since I've recorded. I'm going to apologize if you hear my cat meowing in the background, or my roommate's cat, I should say. He has been a little jerk ever since I came home from this vacation. Cannot stop meowing. I don't know what's up with him. Anyway, uh, I am an anecdote machine today. I'm going to tell you all about my vacation. So we went to a, I think I mentioned this previously, a bed and breakfast, which is run by Shelby's aunt up in what is to us Northern Ontario, but is not actually Northern Ontario. And it was a really great time. Uh, they have they have this property, which is just like in the middle of nowhere. You really have to drive to try and find it. You don't usually expect, you know, bed and breakfasts to be so far out of the way. Usually they, I don't know, I feel like B&Bs are usually near a city center or something like that. But I think the truth is that these cities that we were in just aren't really city centers. They just are rural, period. So anyway, we were there for three nights. It was really great. The The property has a bunch of chickens. And so we got to go say hello to the chickens every morning. They were very cute. So anyway, I mean, it was relaxing to get away from the city for a while and, and do some fun stuff. But also we did like way more than I was expecting. I thought we were just going to hang around all day and like I was going to meet family and stuff like that. But the reality was we were all over the place. Uh, we went to the beach a couple of times and... Actually, the, the highlight of the trip was we went to uh, a place in Ontario called Sobel Beach, and it's it's basically a beach city. Like, they have one major street, which has all of the street food and the indie clothing stores, and it had a very, like, surfer vibe to it. Tons of property in the area that are probably, like, way expensive and mostly for rich people. And anyway, this this was the beach of my childhood. I didn't grow up in this area, but... My family had a cottage in the area, a little farther out, not not quite the uh, the rich people cottages. It was more like you had to drive a while to get to the beach. And as part of our little trip, I decided I was going to go check out my old cottage. They sold it when I was like 12 or 13, and I spent every single summer there. It was an awesome cottage. We had a little private area that was all blocked off by forest. Lots of room to run around. We had this gazebo with all of our names pokered in. Or I should say, like, you know how there's like a fire in the middle and then there's the gazebo built around that fire? Well, the gazebo was made out of wooden logs, like literal wood logs, tree logs. And what we would do is we'd put the poker into the fire and then like burn our names into those wood logs. 
And the whole family and family friends had, had their name in there. And then not only that, another great thing about the property was if you drove down this little side road, it wasn't even really a road, it was a dirt path, very, very hard to drive on, you would eventually get to like a private section of a river. So you never actually did have to drive to the beach. If you wanted to swim, you could just go to your own private river. It was amazing. So anyway, I decided to go check that out because I hadn't seen it in 10 years, 11 years, something like that. And I go over there and the owner is is actually there. And I was like, hello, you know, sorry to bother you, but this is my situation. And she goes, oh, you mean that gazebo? And she points over there. The gazebo was still up. She never took it down. All of my family names were still there. 10 years later. Oh my God. You could not believe my face when I still saw it sitting there. She said it was coming down soon because it was in a really bad state. But I went in there and I found my name from when I was a child. I found my parents' names from when they were still together. Like my parents split up when I was four. But then I saw my mom's name, 1995. She would have been 17 years old. You know, my my parents got together at 16 or 17. And she said, the gazebo is coming down soon. Do you want me to let you know so you can have any of these logs? I was like, heck yeah. You know, I want my mom's name. I, th- I thought it was awesome. So anyway, that was still up. She even let us go down to that river and, and check it out. So Shelby got to see my childhood cottage. Oh, it was incredible. I, I Reliving that and seeing that little part of the river, it was like no time had passed. Like that's how ingrained those memories were. And it's always kind of been my lifelong dream that I would go back there and, and buy it again. You know, and I'm probably never going to be able to afford to do that considering the way the housing market is. But, if the, but I ended up getting the contact info of the new owner, and I was like, listen, if there's any opportunity for me to come here anytime, or if she puts it on the house, on, on sale, then I want to know about it, you know? So anyway, there's, uh, there's the highlight of the weekend. I have more to talk about, but that's where we're going to have to end it for now. Uh, thanks for being here. Hope you're doing well, and I'll be back tomorrow. Farewell. Farewell. <laughs>